Welcome to Destined to Disrupt. And you know what? I'm not even on my mic all the way. So let me get the mic right. How does that sound? Does that sound better? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear right. you. Right. So, we, so we're live in effect. Um, it's your girl, Fee. Hey, Felicia. And we're reporting live from Lamar Park. Um, so I'm in Lamar Park in Los Angeles. And I have my epic, epic, okay, epic, <laughs> one of my uh, other partners in crime. <laughs> okay. Maddie Kayla. Did I say you it right? Said, you said it right. You said it see? right. You said it see? right. <laughs> so I met Maddie Kayla. We got to talk about how we met. And, you know, we're going to dive into like more about you and what you do. Um, sure. but it was really destiny. Okay. <laughs> Destined to disrupt. We didn't know it at the time. Um, but I was in Cape town at this awesome conference called catalyst. And it was sure. all about, um, really creativity tech and, and really mindset. And that was really, really powerful. Cause usually you don't see, you're not at that intersection. So I felt very fortunate to be there. Um, I was staying in Cape Town with a group called Remote Years. So I've been down in SA for about five weeks. And it was literally like my final week. I felt like I just met all the right people, you know, <laughs> just lined up. So Maddie was one of those pe- people. And, you know, I think when you, she's just like an infectious spirit. Like she doesn't even have to say anything. <laughs> she's just such a good spirit. And um, I'm just so glad we get to work on this project together. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Felicia. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So where are you at right now? Um, currently back in Polokwane Limpopo. Uh, okay. Another part in South Africa. Very Help me say that. How do I want to say that? Say it uh, slow. Okay. So let's say Polokwane, Polo. Polo. Polokwani. Polokwani. For sure. And Limpopo. Limpopo. You got it. Okay. Kuali Bali. One more time. Give it so, one more time. Okay, for sure. Uh, Polokwani. Polokwani. For sure. And Limpopo. Limpopo. For sure. For sure. Yes. Just, just you know, just give it yourself time. Give time. Give it time. Give it time. Give it time. Get the time. Okay. <laughs> okay. So where is that at? Um. So Limpopo is on the northern side of South Africa. Okay. Uh, it's closer to Zimbabwe and Botswana, basically, okay. and Mozambique. So yeah, <laughs> practically, they they on top top of South Africa. As much as we met at the south of South Africa, well, the western side of South Africa, which is Cape Town. So I'm like the other end of South Africa, which is yes. the north. 
Yes. Yeah. So wow. I'm currently, so Limpopo is in the north, uh, very known for the the cultures, the different cultures that we have here, the Bedis, the Vendors, the Tsongas, a very bright, very bright group of people. Mm. Culturally, you love color blocking for sure. I love um, it. So yeah, I'm from Limpopo very green very tropical um mm-hmm. we are the face of mangoes and avocados that's us and something that i also picked up is that there is a whole lot of talent all over south africa that primarily comes from Mpopo. so it's mm. crazy how that we just spread out mm. but we will always meet each other anyway also anyway in, anyway in the world for sure so it's something mm-hmm. that I've picked up and something that I've been observing. It's like, oh, that's really wow, dope. wow. Yeah. So you're in a creative, like, just melting pot, you know, uh, <laughs> a creative container, as we would sure. say, a creative For container. Sure. <laughs> so tell me more about that. So were you? Um, is this where you were born and raised? Like, is this like where you grew up? Like, this is the hometown. This is the hometown. Wow. Here for sure. Born and bred here. You know, just studies just threw me out of the province, but uh-huh. took me to Houteng, Pretoria, Joburg. Mm-hmm. That's where I feathered my studies and just also kickstart my career mm-hmm. as a designer, as a digital designer, graphic designer. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, born and bred here in Pulukwani Limpopo. This is where creativity started mm-hmm. because we're very much rich in um arts and crafts uh in Limpopo we're very much there's so much museums around here there's one called Gunimalapa mm-hmm. which is also here in Polokwani it's outside Polokwani mm-hmm. so it's a it's a village that's primarily focused on the baby people so I'm Bedi. Um, I'm a, my culture is Bedi. See, Bedi. So I'm a Bedi person. Yes, I'm Bedi. Is that, so, that, so is that like more related to the tribe, like Bedi? For or? sure, for okay. sure. It's a tribe. So the Bedi people is a tribe. Gotcha. And they have a cultural village that has been created just showcasing what um, the Bedi people, how they lived, um, how they did, how did they craft. Um, mm-hmm. They're just showing different elements of how back in the day, how they lived. They still live the same way how they lived probably like 50, 80 years ago. Mm-hmm. So we're still learning that tradition as much as now we're in the modern century. We are more very much technological and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Just going back to that museum, it mm-hmm. gives you that sense of how we used to live and how we used to survive and how arts and craft was, how big and significant it is just to have arts and craft within our tribe. Mm. So um, it's something that we used to go a lot in primary. It's something that they used to push. Mm -hmm. Um, They will push us to learn about different cultures or take us to different museums so we can learn all this things that has happened within our province, within our area, within mm-hmm. our hometown. Mm-hmm. So there's like various parts in Bulukwani that there's, there's multiple museums that a lot of people don't know about. Mm. And technically they they are free. They are 
national uh, they call it heritage sites national mm-hmm. heritage sites okay. so it's something that in primary primary school that they installed in us to actually go pushing us into that direction of learning about different cultures within our space within our areas so it's something that also triggered that um the creative aspect of it mm. um for sure so that's so dope yeah so that alone we've done a whole lot of playing around with clay building mud houses mm-hmm. um we've done a whole lot of um i remember there was a point where they were teaching us how to sew Mm. So it's like all those basics that we need to know we've learned it at a at a tender age of 12 13 so wow. that just to furthermore maybe we could start sewing beanies you can start you know right. creating um what's those uh pots those clay uh-huh. pots that uh-huh. really pushed us to that point that you mm-hmm. can actually do these things for yourself so they really taught us more on using our hands very much more mm. and also like i'm saying that going back to that museum that we went bakulumalapa it's just to yes. understand understand the process understand how we used to live back then before technology this is what we were doing right so yeah right. it's just wow. living history just learning history without having to go to the library you can just see it live wow sure. wow wow how powerful is that you know yeah. like and what a huge influence i'm sure that was and and who you have become today and i mean we think about how our environment influences us you know and i can honestly say that you know creativity can thrive anywhere. Creativity can happen in the kitchen. Creativity sure. can happen in the garden. Creativity can happen um and it's something that we're so adapt to doing when we're that you know we're in those adolescent years mm-hmm. and informative years. So it's interesting to see how that um you made that connection between how people from Lupini, did I say it correct? <laughs> the babies, yes. The yes, babies. the babies. Yes, for sure. how sure. they like really focused on um cultivating that creativity and really entrepreneurship right because it's like once once i know how to do something with my hands once i can create for sure i can do anything you know um once i can create so that's a really really strong um you know i would say value you know within the within the culture within the tribe um and i'm so glad that it extended to you um and you had that you know and that those opportunities the museums you know like the opportunity to explore and wonder and ignite your own curiosity and dive deeper and mm-hmm. i'm just imagining this place like i've never been here of course and i can't wait to come um sure. but i'm imagining all the colors like and i could just see it like people walking down the street and being vibrant and seeing that show up even maybe in the housing that would be mm. you know i could just see that uh in tropical lush did you say tropical lush okay tropical lush. <laughs> jungle forest what like that's what i'm saying like geographically we don't even um you know it's it's foreign land you know for a lot of us so it just sounds 
delightful. Can't wait to host uh, what the next retreat. <laughs> <laughs> it's really the best place to have a retreat. Wow. Very wow. Tr- tranquility is you will really be in touch with yourself. Yeah. It's it's more like I just feel like it has that touch of Cape Town, you know, Cape Town with trees and mountains and, yes. and all the things. It's there. We just don't have a beach, but it's there. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's something that I've also picked up with, you know, other South Africans would be like, yeah, I would rather travel to Mpumalanga mm-hmm. or rather travel to Limpopo because it's very tropical. Very, yes. It's very peaceful. So it's something that it's more like, we're going for a holiday, we're just going for a retreat. This is what we're going to do right now. Yeah. Right, right. Sure. I love that. I love it. So um tell us more about your journey. I'm inter- I'm interested to know, you know, your creative journey. And you know, we'll probably delve a little bit more into your creative process, but just let me let the people know, okay? <laughs> Maddie is the whole, you know art direction, art director, really. Okay. <laughs> art director for the podcast. And she is helping. We are currently coming out with the visual identity. We currently, you know, the people don't even know we marinate on the logo. This is where <laughs> we at, you know, this is where we at. Um, and I mean, I love how you, um, how you, really do the reference and you go into the history. I always feel like it's an element of history um, when it comes to your designs. So maybe tell us a little bit more about your creative journey, uh, how you got here, and and we'll delve more into your your process. Okay, cool. So my creative journey started in Honestly, it started in primary. I was in the third grade. Mm-hmm. And we had to draw something. I remember drawing a dolphin. Like I went in detailing and everything. And I was so excited about it. It was like, oh, snap, look at this. Oh, wow. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm seeing it. I don't know what we were supposed to do, but I just remember that dolphin. I remember drawing a dolphin. Mm-hmm. I just don't recall what was it for, but that alone was like, it was so exciting just to see myself being able to draw and create something, Mm -hmm. a visual, and just be able to, I think also just being able to translate what I saw and bringing it on paper and seeing the capability of my fingers. It started on the dolphin. So as time went on, um, so I started sketching a lot, started doing boondogs, characters, like whatever I saw, I would translate it on paper. So Riley, she's actually just sketching Riley. Mm-hmm. I find myself watching Dragon Ball Z. It's like everything I see that's very much animated mm-hmm. or anime, I just found myself just sketching it out. Wow. But the real... I doubled more into um, design, into creating very much so was when I did my first year. I was in my first year in varsity, university, and I was actually studying graphic design. And that 
learning other soft ways, learning like your Photoshop, your Illustrator, really made me from paper to the screen. It was like, oh, that transition was like, oh, okay, so we can actually do that. And now being able to just play around with shapes on Illustrator and Photoshop mm. and just conveying what I just did on paper, taking it onto the screen and just being able to see it also being printed out was like, now that's a different process on its own. It's like, oh, snap, it's actually live. I can actually right. see it. Um, Let me also, ask you a quick question. For sure. For sure. Do you see it in your mind first? I do. Oh, <laughs> I do. I okay. envision it. It haunts me. And I'm like, okay, let me draw it for, let me just put it on paper, mm-hmm. then translate it onto the screen. If, yeah. Though at times that when I translate it on the screen, it's not the way I envisioned it. So I have to actually step away from the screen and go back to paper even more. That's the process of it. Wow. But also something that I need to track back to also being in primary. Primary school has been a, a great foundation for me to become creative. That's where my foundation came about. Um, like I said, tracking back to what I said earlier on with creating mud houses it was a school project. It's something that had to be done. And it was for marks. So you find yourself being very involved with it. How to then, okay, I'm seeing this mud house being like this. Okay, the roof I'll use. Um, what is this? Sticks. Um, sticks for the roof. Uh-huh. Created. Am I going to paint it? There's also all these other elements. Like, how am I visioning it? But right. with that, it was more like just build it up. We'll see along the way how it looks like. Mm-hmm. And the house was slanted, but that's something <laughs> we'll do because of not. I did not sketch it down, but it's just that creativity. Yes. And another thing is, yeah, we did a whole lot of paper art. It's something that that's one of the reasons, also one of the many reasons that color color is also a thing i love using bright colors so just utilizing using paper seeing how those how yellow meets up with red oh okay it actually makes sense even though it's like like i said it still comes back i'm a baby person my tribe loves very colorful colors so it's ready so yeah um Primary has been the foundation. Primary school has always been my foundation when it comes to creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, taking it to museums, um, getting other creative people that has already been within the institution just to show us how they progressed. It's mm-hmm. something that has already tapped into this creative life. Yeah. And also I found that I learn better visually than having to see words and whatnot. So mm-hmm. visual, I'm very much, it's something that they've been pushing also in primary that be visual. If you mm-hmm. want to associate something, draw it to associate that specific word with mm-hmm. it. So yeah. there's also that. Um, but yeah, I've then coming back to varsity, that's when I started mm-hmm. implementing even more being more creative just trying new styles of of creating um Mm. but gradually just learning through um there was this doc documentary that i was watching i just Mm -hmm. need to recall what it is 
but I'll, I'll come back to it. Yes. Um, but also, there's also this one on Netflix, uh, Abstract. Is it? Ab- yes, Abstract. Abstract. Um, yes. It's also, it's also one of the dogs that really have pushed my boundaries even more because it's Ooh. like, oh, crap. the thinking here is crazy. Right. Like, how do you see this in this way? And it's something that I've been appreciative of it because it has really created a process for me. Yes. Um, it created yes. a process of how then, how do you see this artwork translating with this all colors? For me, it's more like colors. Colors define how the artwork is going to look like or the direction of the, um, the direction of the work, the direction mm-hmm. of the visual element, how is it going to go about? So colors mm-hmm. for me defines where is it going to go from point A till mm-hmm. the last point. Right. So, yeah. So for me, prim- it's primarily, primary school is the forcing for me, pushing creative, yes. pushing our minds even more. Um, also, I'm a person who goes through kids' storybooks because it's very interesting just seeing how the visual elements wow. is going. Wow. Um, so I'll have this thing whereby I'll read, this constantly reading uh, Beauty and the Beast, my niece and I. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how did that, how was this process, like the sketching process and what yeah. Wow. And I found myself going on YouTube trying to research then what was the process into creating this artwork so mm-hmm. this is more i'm more of unpacking and understanding yes how did we get to that point i want to see your process i want to see them oh so they started out like this they started on paper constantly right right start on paper then how did it end to this point so yeah i'm more of i'm very much research driven um watch a lot of youtube videos watch a lot of uh, behind the scenes tell us how did you get to this point i'm more yes. of that person mm-hmm. so it's, it really has ignited my creativity in that light and also just traveling and you know when you're just looking out the window and you're seeing something you're seeing nature but something comes out of it like there's a whole different aspect of it it's coming there's a whole different idea that's coming through to you like oh that's crazy there was a time whereby I passed by Alex, Alexandra. Um, I was heading into Santon and they have shacks. They have shacks. And mm-hmm. everyone has a DSTV. Everyone has a dish. There's such a dish is literally looking the same direction. And I'm like, oh, visually, this would be dope if you just sketch it like this. Oh, okay. I see the idea. Mm. So I already saw the shacks. I saw a pattern. I'm like, this would be a dope pattern. Yes. So, yeah. Just primarily that, just seeing your surroundings, your environment. My environment is the determining factor of pushing my creativity. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love, I want to delve deeper into how you're using design to like solve problems, right? Because that's what that documentary was really about. It was um, really about, you know, you would never even believe how abstract it can get. Like how you can look at something and have to reframe it and reframe it and reframe mm. it. And then it's mm. like, wow, I, you know, did something creatively that 
invoked emotion that promoted thought and, you know, made somebody ask a question. How did you do that? Right. So that whole story about you talk about how you research Beauty and the Beast and how that illustration became about, you know, just by reading the book with your niece, like that's super deep. I love that. I love that. Um, and I'm just really impressed with the, um, just how deep, you know, it can go with design. Uh, but yeah, tell me about how you use it to solve problems. Like, how do you use design to solve? Cause that's a lot of, um, what I am doing right now, right. Is using design and using creativity mm-hmm. to go about solving a problem. Yeah. Now the problem you're trying to solve on this series or this show, um, and we won't, you know, we can't solve it for everything. True. Um, but how yeah. might we democratize fashion, right? And make it more accessible for creatives of color to thrive in business. So that is my mission. That's what I'm here to solve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're doing that together um, through creativity. Uh, so it's so dope because people, I think we've been taught to go be so pragmatic about things. And it's like, oh, let me go, uh, you know, create a rule or create a policy or, mm-hmm. you know, let me try to mandate these things. But really, when you just, you know, I think approach things with an empathetic spirit. Yeah. Right. And that's what creativity is. It's like approaching things like how do how are they feeling when they were doing this? What were they thinking Mm. when Mm. they were doing this? Um, So when you're able to like approach with that spirit, you're able to really, you know, have that exchange. Um, And it's really beautiful. And then it's like, oh, I can go design for somebody. Because my problem was like, I was like, Maddie, I got an idea. I got a vision. Okay. And I need to do something that will really wake the people up. And a way that will not to make anyone feel bad, but just to reveal the stories, reveal the people that are um, making their ways and making their own disruption in their own life, which is essentially having that, that ripple effect. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And whatever you create, you know, it's, it's alive. It's in the world, you know, for people to experience, like, you know, the art never dies. So that's what is so powerful. Um, And I would just love to know how you're using it to, to disrupt and solve problems, solve problems. Um, for me, <laughs> solving problems help disrupt. Yes. Um, I've never been 
a person I've, I've always been shy about my art when I started out I've always been shy about my art right, right. I, I was never sure if it's like that self-conscious then like, I'm not sure how people are going to take this art right and being able to create and just to tap into other people's minds for for instance um mm. coming to d2d for sure hey. and we had this <laughs> we had this the chat you're like yo i have this idea i want to create a podcast and i want to use the faces series and i'm like oh okay excitement jumping in the heart was like what okay because <laughs> honestly what well, coming back to the faces see i was that was just a mistake honestly it was just let's talk mistake. about that it just happened um so I, was doing a, so I was doing a face for a friend of mine i was like okay i want to try a new um drawing technique i wanted to let's just just play around like everyone is doing the same thing let me just off ramp let me do my own thing yeah cool and i did her face um it's probably around like 2017 i did her face i sent it through to her and she's like damn <laughs> what i what and then we met up and she's like yo man like what is this man i was like nah i wanted to see a new technique and i saw your picture and i'm like oh this is dope cool let me just play around let me see let me do it without having to put it on paper let me just do it directly on the screen right. so i call it a digital painting mm. then from then posted it on social media and that was a beginning of something new. There was a beginning wow. of the wow. faces. Twenty, but I posted it a month later. As much as she had it, like I sent through the picture, the the artwork. Um, I posted a month later, and just it picked up traction. It just yes. was like okay, okay, this yes. this is getting this is getting real, and yes. but gradually for me it was just you know creating art pieces um, about ordinary people living their lives. And, mm-hmm. you know, everyone has a beautiful face and I just want to translate that into my artworks. Mm-hmm. And just seeing that, just seeing all that, the painting element to it and just seeing every detailing on the face. It also shows like everyone has a different story. Everyone has a different backstory and mm-hmm. we're all trying to get our wins. Yes. So that that's how the faces series started was when I went deep into it and just to understand what was the purpose of this? Why did I create this first illustration? Why did I create it? Then um could you hold on, hold on. It's okay. Hey girl. <laughs> so sweet so yeah, sweet that's, that's my niece that's so cute she hasn't seen you in like a week so i know she's like, <laughs> hey auntie i'm like oh, oh, it's okay it's okay no additions it's cool so, <laughs> i love being an auntie okay i'm auntie man i'm that i love being an rich auntie. auntie rich auntie, auntie vibes <laughs> <laughs> So cool. Um, doubling back into the faces series. Yeah. Um, so it 
picked up momentum when I was in Joburg. Yeah. So I was busy. I was in Joburg, busy with Umuzi. Uh, Umuzi is a learnership to help creators push themselves through the industry, the creative industry. Yes. Advertising creative industry. Yes. So it, it was a, a beautiful space, a safe space whereby different creators, people with different walks of life, and constantly you're seeing a different face every day. And I'm like, okay, cool. This alone and the faces says, and the faces says being it's all about all those different people doing the things in their lives, doing, like you said, disruption, the mm-hmm. doing disruptive things, hey. which are really great within our creative industry and even more outside mm-hmm. the creative industry. So I saw it in that light. I'm like, okay, cool. How about a face tells a story? That's how it continued now. With right. also DD, like what you're trying to do with and what we're trying to do with the the podcast. Um, it's just different faces, and all those faces have a story to tell, and mm-hmm. what they they've been pushing on their side. It's a it's a constant battle. It's a constant mm-hmm. battle trying to put yourself out there. But now, how different are we? Right. We all have a we all have a common goal, but we all have different goals at the same time. Right. So yes. yeah, sure. I love for that. Sure. I love it. Sure. We so, all have yeah. a story, and we about we to tell all, all the stories. Um, for sure, for sure, for and sure. you are visually telling the story. <laughs> Having us visually telling the story. What's that been like? Take us behind the scenes on that, like. What's that it's, what's that feeling like? Go back to that initial feeling. It's yeah, it's exciting, but at the same time, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. I need to take a step back. I need to just analyze everything. So the behind the scenes, still crazy, but I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. Yes, um, we're in the chaos. Think, we're storming we're in the chaos. They're storming. We're, norming and then performing so right we now do, we're, we're we're in the storming phase we're, right? we're in the storming phase we're in the storming we're like, phase okay okay and then we got to see when yes. are we visualizing do we see it in the slides you know are we, yes are we are we on the right page are we on the same page yes um but it's it's a it's a process that needs to happen yes it's a it's a it's a process that and that whole process happening something yes. greater is going to be seen so um Don't. behind the scenes is crazy working with yourself and Masintle. Masintle being the dope strategist and uh, coming through with some crazy ideas for crack sure crack the whip for sure, for sure. crack the whip today i said yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm like okay okay are we, gonna, are we okay. choosing violence today I'm like, okay, okay. So uh, uh, I'm awake. I'm awake now. Okay, let's do this thing. thing. But yeah, just having like (laughs) the dream team working together and also pushing us to greater heights. Yeah. Yeah. The process has been really, it's it's been, it's it's like, you're not sure. It's it's just there like, oh, okay. Are we, are we okay now? This is fear that we're going to kill. We're going to disrupt this thing. We're going to create chaos. Yes. And it's like at the same time, it's this excitement that it's really dope that 
even though we met each other in what 2019 yes Cape Town yes and then there was this whole thing like everything was just destined to happen everything was just aligning and to this point that we're able to do d2d it's crazy it's so crazy because I was having a chat with myself literally before we had our first meeting about the podcast I was literally having a chat with my center and I'm like dude I want to have a showcase like I want to actually showcase back here at home there's some crazy museums here I want to showcase my faces series yeah and she's like okay I see your idea give me more context I'm like yeah like I just want to create faces, create faces and start selling the artwork. Yes. And just like, okay, cool. And then we had a chat and I'm like, crazy. Actually, <laughs> actually we can take it to this level as much as, as, even as much as I want to bring it back home because for, I'm, I'm a person, about, I'm all about right. taking it back where it comes from, where it all started. Right. Um. So yeah, as much as, that is all going to happen, but now we're like taking it to a next level with D2D, um, taking it to an international space, but also that connection between South Africa and the States and everywhere else in the world. Yes. So that alone is like, this is crazy because this is what I had in mind. And it's like that alignment is just happening. And then now it's actually happening. I'm like, oh, cool. That's crazy. Yes. But yeah, it's all for me basically the process has been has been exciting, chaotic yes. at the same time. Disruptive. Um, no pun disruptive. intended. Disruptive all the schedules. I'm like, yeah, let me yes. <laughs> it's disruptive. We're on our toes trying to catch up where we need to catch up and yes sketching scamping back and forth because that's the process it yes. has to happen for yes. a greater launch to happen for something to be to be seen well that elsewhere. is great <laughs> I, I feel like that's creativity though you know for sure for it's, sure for sure it's, it's, it's part it's, of the creative process it is yeah. it has to happen that dynamic has to happen yeah you have to, to be, be you have to be okay with it like you have to be okay with like failure like dang for sure sure. dang you know like and I think when you can build up that resilience because like a lot of design and design thinking is like prototyping right so you're constantly even in fashion design right you are going through you've made your sketches okay now you've gotten the samples and now you've gotten the samples back you're doing the line review and it's like "Mm." got the fit models then they're trying it on then it doesn't really fit right so you got to tailor it here you got to maybe use new fabrics new textures so there's all different types and then you're like dad how much that cost (laughs) you know know? so it's um there's different just the iterative process is hard to contain um you never really know um i think you know when it's like in your heart and you're like, yes, you know, like it's a, it's a resounding yes. Mm. Um, but you, that's how you kind of arrive is through the, you know, yeah. things being uncomfortable designing, you know, as a, con- with constraints, um, 
somebody asked me, well, not somebody asked me. I was actually sitting in a lecture um, with Nancy Green and Michael Donovan. Um, they are a beautiful couple. They have a design firm in New York. Um, you know, they do a lot of systems design and human design, human centered design. Um, but one thing Nancy said that really struck with me was that there's a difference between a artist and a designer. Okay. They say the artist takes everything that's going on in the inside and then expresses that, you know, with the world. Um, whereas the designer is taking everything that they see on the outside and mm. digesting that and then rebirthing it through some new, new design or redesign. Um, and sometimes a lot of times in the elements, in the environment, you know, they're constraints, right? So, um, so that was very like an interesting distinction, um, for me because it was very much, um, just like, wow, like I had a hard time. I had a very hard time, like accepting the fact that I was a designer and it was like, I felt like I needed this formal training, like, you know, and I I'm in the formal training now. That's why I'm at Parsons. But, mm. um, I was like, I've always been a designer, you know, I've always been a designer. I've always been, you know, very, very sensitive to mm. um, just the senses are sensitive, you know, mm. um, everything, you know, what, you know, attracts the eyes, the ears, the nose, the taste, um, sure. you know, energy, very, you know, sensitive to energy. So, it was like, wow, like, like I never knew it. And then I was always, you know, I always loved fashion and, you know, loved, you know, expressing myself in that way. But I was like, wow, I've always, always been like designing or redesigning um, in some way. So yeah. So, so what do you say to that? Do you think you're, do you think you're more of an artist or a designer or both? Um, <laughs> Okay, I'm leaning more into designer, more yes. designer. Um, yes. Like what you just said right now, that it just reminded me of, I used to do technical drawing in high school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just everything has to be aligned. Everything has to be in a certain way. You have to, measurements needs to be accordingly. And it's like, okay, cool. But also take constraints, all mm. constraints, do this and that. But also then it's very technical, very, this is how it's supposed to be. This is how everything mm-hmm. is supposed to be at. Mm-hmm. And then now it's more like, like what you're saying that it's all about prototyping. It's all mm-hmm. ideation, 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 and mm-hmm. empathy. Like you need to empathize and try to understand that design, just understand the design. Mm-hmm. And how then are you going to interpret it? How are you, how are you going to solve this problem? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's something that what you just said is like, oh, snap. I yeah. always see myself leaning to how can this help the next person? Mm. How is this design going to help the next person? How is it going to make them feel? Mm. As much as 
how this design is making me feel. But also I'm like, I designed it. So I'm not hundred percent. I need a different set of eyes on then how yeah. this free product or design is making you feel. So yeah, that's true. I'm leaning more into the design phase. Yeah. Just, oh, it's like, ah, I'm, I'm not. Sure. Yeah, 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 right, right. <laughs> like, and now when I broke it down for me, like, oh my god, that makes so much sense. Yeah, um, that makes so much sense. So, yeah, that I, I, so how do you feel when you design? That was the question I was gonna ask. How does design make you feel? Design makes me feel happy, but mm. at the same time, it makes me feel anxious, a little it's stress, like, <laughs> it's, it's like it's a little stress, you're like a little tension. Just, it's like, does this even make sense? So it's like the ideation part, like this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Let me come, let me track back. Let me track back. Okay, mm-hmm. let me prototype it. Nah, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> so it's it's that as much as visually you see it, you're like, oh, this makes sense, but is it practical at the same time? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, for me, it's more like exciting, but very anxious about it's very stressful. But I don't mind the stress at all because it's mm-hmm. also a learning curve. You learn along the way. It's constant learning, constant learning. Mm. So yeah, it constantly makes me happy because I'm learning something new that I'm going to utilize it on something else. Nice. Who are you yeah. learning from right now? Who who or who's inspiring you uh, right now? Who's inspiring me right now? Mm. Um, there's a South African artist. Um, her name is Karabu Poppy. So mm-hmm. she's an illustrator, um, very well-known illustrator, um, does really dope organic shapes connected together, creates a beautiful face. So she's more illustration-based and very focused on the African context of things. Um, like as much as we are very much shape driven, mm-hmm. um, something that I've picked up with artists in Africa is that they're very shape driven. So mm-hmm. just seeing her pushing that element. Also, it's it's a it's a it's a black artist. It's a, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's, it's that like it's it pushes you to a point where it's like oh snap, actually I can also do that. Because mm-hmm. that's like a whole different inspiration for me. So Garo Poppy for sure. Um, there's another artist. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Yay Ab. Yay Ab is a Kiptonian artist, also very shape driven. I'm very much shape driven. Like I, I find inspiration that. in them. I love how the, the type of mix that they're using mm-hmm. it's very it also aligns to what I also want to dabble into like very sh- shapes circles triangles squares so that alone like seeing their work a couple of years ago and I was like drawn into it I was like oh snap yes so those are the two artists that I'm constantly following and just yeah. learning from them so yeah uh, those are the two artists, the two South African artists that I've been checking out and seeing how they've been progressing. And oh, yeah, oh. It's, well, it's, well it's we gotta get them. Of- 
You got to sure, get them on sure. the podcast. For sure, for sure, I, for I'm sure. Have to dropping them DMs. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> well, Maddie, this has been incredible. Um, I just have learned so much more about you. And <laughs> I'm like, y'all, this is the most I've ever heard Maddie talk, for real. <laughs> Um, so I got the, we, y'all got the real Maddie. Okay. <laughs> the real Maddie Kayla. And hey, I, I don't talk much in general. So it's she's shocking. A, she's a storyteller. See, she's a storyteller too. <laughs> okay. Um, I can't wait to come visit. Dang. Um, yeah. and that's, really ne- that's next too. It's just like, you know, connecting people, um, you know, back to design, um, where they can really be in a space and cultivate, you know, that's sure. one of the reasons why I'm here in Lamar Park It's just full of artists, um, full of beautiful, beautiful people of color all over people of culture. Um, and we support one another, you know, it's a great community. Sure. So I'm glad to be building this global community with you uh so dope where else you gonna listen to a podcast and it's i don't know a crazy girl in la and (laughs) a badass designer and now i need help saying it again help me say it again where are you at where i'm at polokwani polokwani for sure for sure sure. okay so (laughs) where you gonna find that at right exactly so y'all better make sure you tune in. We're going to be doing this every week. And Maddie, I do have one final question for you. What's up? What do you think the future of Destined to Disrupt the podcast has in store? I see it causing chaos. Hey! I see it I see it breaking boundaries for sure, breaking all the rules. I see it with that way. I see destined to disrupt heading too. Hey, we're, we're going to take over, man. We're going hey, to take over. So it's all about breaking all the rules that have been placed out there for us. We're just out here, just kicking out doors, kicking down doors. So yeah, ah. so I see it for sure. <laughs> we're going to. I love yes, it. We are literally just opening up doors for the next next generation so they yes. can walk. They yes. can just that's our duty. That's the mission. Sure. That's the purpose. We're just actually just pushing, pushing, pushing. That's the purpose. That's the aim. That's we'll literally be the guardian angels for everyone else. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> ah, this is a beautiful interview. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was great. Um, All right, y'all. So tap in with us. We'll be back next week uh, with another episode. Uh, We're dropping May 2nd. I've been saying the date. I know (laughs) that hangs us on a hook. So, you know, it's all good. Y'all gonna get this. You're gonna get a soft drop. You're gonna get a drop. You're gonna get drops every week. So, and it's gonna be, yeah, and it's gonna be something like you don't want to miss. Like you know, make sure you save us. Make sure you leave a review. 
Um, you know, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we're getting a Facebook group started. It's a whole community. It's the whole vibe. So don't miss the vibes. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you, Maddie, for being a disruptor. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Peace out.